the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I was somewhat hesitant yesterday to begin the show with too much conversation about the train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, because I wasn't sure... Given who was reporting the dire situation there, uh, how much stock I should put in it. Uh, try not to be uh, overly alarming here when I talk about things. And that's hard to do sometimes because if you rely only on major news sources, I think many things have proven over the past few years that those sources are not always the most reliable. So you can't authenticate something simply because major networks are reporting it because, quite honestly, um, nothing the major networks report these days is reported down the middle. It's reported heavily slanted toward the left or ignoring um, most of the facts at all if they don't fit their narrative. But also, you can go too far the other way. You can find ample sites out there that traffic in conspiracy theories, and I know a lot of conspiracy theories turn out to be true, but I just wanted to be careful. So in the last 24 hours, I've become far more comfortable with the fact that this is a major, major issue in East Palestine, and at the very least is something that bears strong consideration and uh, a great degree of skepticism concerning what we are being told by the Environmental Protection Agency and, yes, I would say even local authorities, because local authorities are going to quote the EPA, they're going to cede the feds and give control uh, to the feds on setting the narrative for this. Uh, we've got this massive train derailment uh, with what we now know are even more toxic chemicals than were additionally reported. Uh, that's kind of the news overnight, is that three additional toxic chemicals have been found in this train derailment. And I'm sure I can't pronounce them, and I'm also positive I have no idea what they do. Ethylene glycol monobutol, isobutylene, and ethyl hexylene acrylate. Does that sound like something you'd want to have, you know, with your morning coffee? No, I'm staying away from all that. Okay. Uh, J.D. Vance, the senator from Ohio, is taking the lead. Where's the man of the people, Sherrod Brown, on this, by the way? I haven't heard Sherrod Brown on this. Uh, J.D. Vance last night on Tucker was talking about it, but the, the audio that I've captured that I think is the most um, personal is just a woman who lives fairly close to the train derailment. And she looks like an average, ordinary, nice woman, got a decent house, not a mansion, not a, you know, she's got, she's got chickens out in the back and she's got a nice little setup there. It looks like about four or five hens. Uh here she is on a local television station talking about what she found yesterday morning when she went out to check on her chickens. 
So I walked up to the cage and this this is what I found. Amanda Brashears was going to feed her five hens and rooster this morning when she discovered them all lifeless, practically in the same position with no signs of a predator entering their enclosure. I'm beyond upset and quite panicked because this they may be just chickens, but they're family. Brashear says her chickens were alive and well yesterday. She believes the smell following the detonation of the train carrying chemicals that derailed in East Palestine is to blame for her bird's sudden death. My video camera footage shows my chickens were perfectly fine before they started this burn. And as soon as they started the burn, my chickens slowed down and they died. If it can do this to chickens in one night, imagine what it's going to do to us in 20 years. And that's the real issue, right, is that you want to get back to life as normal. You want to get back to your house. You don't like to be evacuated. You don't want to be forced out of your home. All your stuff is there. Your cars are there. Your job, you want to resume. You don't want to live out of a hotel. You can't afford to live out of a hotel. But you do have to wonder how safe it is to be in this area when wildlife, or in this case, domesticated animals, are just dying. Now, you couldn't see the photos. You couldn't see the video. I have chickens. When chickens are killed by a predator or something, there are feathers everywhere, okay? These chickens were, like, sitting in, doing what chickens do. They were roosting. They were in their little corner of their cage, and they just looked like they were asleep. Well, they weren't. They were dead. And they were unquestionably dead, all of them at one time, from whatever is in the air. Now, whatever is in the air is in the air because... The state of Ohio made a decision, and I'm not saying it's the wrong decision. The state of Ohio, in concert with the federal government, made the decision that rather than allow the chemicals to leak out and perhaps combust on their own, they were going to do a controlled burn. And so they did a controlled burn. And you don't have to look very hard or far on the Internet to find extremely bothersome footage of amazingly large clouds of smoke and fire that wafted miles and miles and miles from that scene. Where did it go? Well, they have detected problematic levels of toxic chemicals in Beaver, Pennsylvania, which is 16 miles away. Okay, so that's not good. Everybody between Beaver, Pennsylvania and East Palestine, Ohio, it would have passed over you. That's a pretty big area. 15 miles, that's a very large area. The EPA has done tests on water, and the details on that are also scary. The EPA states that materials released during the incident were observed and detected in water samples in, and these are little minor tributaries in and around East Palestine, Sulphur Run, Leslie Run, Bull Creek, North Fork, Little Beaver Creek, Little Beaver Creek, and here's the big one, the Ohio River. So they found it in the Ohio River, okay? Now, unfortunately, East Palestine is pretty close to uh, the mouth of the Ohio River. And, uh, you know, the Ohio was one of the three rivers in, in, in Pennsylvania, Three River Stadium, got its name, Ohio Mon- Monongahela, and the, I forget the other one. But anyway, it's one of the three. And the Ohio River, of course, flows into the Mississippi River. And the Ohio River Basin is going to be part of the aquifer that feeds groundwater. West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Indiana, Illinois, on its way to the Mississippi River. 
How toxic are these chemicals? How deeply are they into the river? What kind of dilution of these chemicals is acceptable and what is not? What can they do about it? Will they attempt to do anything about it? The funniest headline I've read is that Norfolk Southern Corporation, the railroad that, by the way, was remiss in not stopping the train when one of the rear axles on one of the cars was captured on a security video on fire 20 miles before the derailment, 20 miles. So if they just stopped the train, no derailment, we wouldn't have this issue. No, got to get where we're going. Got to press forward. It'll be fine. Nothing. What's the worst thing that could happen, right? What's the worst thing that could happen? 20 miles later, derailment of a 50-car train, 10 of which, 10 of which are carrying toxic chemicals. It's an abject mess. But Northwalk and Southern would have you know that they have given over $1 million to East Palestine and 700 families following the train derailment on February the 3rd. Now, 220000 of that went to the East Palestine Fire Department. Seems like a good cause. Uh, another 25000 to Ohio Red Cross support. That leaves a little over $700,000 for uh, 700 families. That's $1,000 a family. I'm thinking Norfolk Southern is going to be on the hook for a lot more than that. I'm not sure if I live there or if I'm going back. I think I might say, write me a check for a couple mil, and I'm good to go. And I'm going to go. I'm going to go as far away from here as I can go. But that's easier said than done, because I don't have family in East Palestine. My kids aren't in school in East Palestine. I don't go to church in East Palestine. Are you being alarmist if you just say, I'm, I'm never going back there? The carcinogens in the air, the possibility of carcinogens in the air... I'm done with it. I've heard these chemicals, once they go into the atmosphere and they interact with hydrogen or oxygen or whatever else is out there in the atmosphere, can produce acid rain. The woman is right. The woman with the chickens is right. What is the impact of this on people 20 years from now? Uh, Never fear. Uh, Our transportation secretary, Pete Buttigieg, is definitely going to be on the case, right? Because Parent Pete, he's awesome at making sure that nothing happens like uh, supply chain issues or uh, baby formula problems or anything like that. Here was Pete Buttigieg yesterday. Got to be talking all about the East Palestine train derailment. Does he not? Well, let's give a listen. We have heard way too many stories from generations past of infrastructure where you got a, a neighborhood, often a neighborhood of color, that finally sees the project come to them, but everyone in the hard hats on that project looking like, uh, uh, you know, doing, doing the good-paying jobs don't look like they came from anywhere near the neighborhood. Too many white guys in construction hats. That's the problem Pete Buttigieg is concerned about. Are white guys allowed to go in if they have EPA jackets on and help everybody? I don't know. Uh, Mayor Pete finally last night did say, well, tweet something about the train derailment. He was shamed into it. We'll give you the details on that next. Well, what about Columbus Water, Bruce, with the... Drained Rowan in East Palestine and the controlled burn of the carcinogenic chemicals in the air. What about Columbus water? Well, um, Columbus 
water officials tell you that Columbus water is fine. The gentleman in charge of that is uh, Dwayne Stokes. He's a water research analyst at the city of Columbus's Water Quality Assurance Lab. Nice to know we have one. I did not know we had one. Uh, He tells the Columbus Dispatch that they are regularly monitoring the three watersheds in Columbus and that if anything is uh, detected that is amiss, they will let you know. Uh, The EPA sent a letter to the Norfolk Southern Railroad on Friday that said this. Cars containing, I'm not going to try to read the chemicals, five chemicals, are known to have been and continue to be released into the air, surface soils, that's a problem, and surface waters. Yeah, because, told you last segment, we've detected these chemicals even in the Ohio River, not just in the little tributaries around East Palestine. But here's the next paragraph. According to the EPA letter, the derailment site is far from nearby watersheds and poses no risk to local water supplies. A spokesman for the city's Department of Public Utilities said Monday. So that's a spokesman in Columbus says that, or in East Palestine rather, says that the derailment is far from Local water supplies. Well, I'm reading another story here from one of the news stations, one of the television stations in Youngstown, that says there are 38 homes within one mile of the train derailment that are on well water. Now, I'm on well water, and if I had a train derailment within a mile of my house, and there was polyvinyl ethyl blah, 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 leaking into my soil... I wouldn't take the word of some anonymous water department employee telling me everything is fine. And it may be fine. But let's just confront the phenomenon that we are dealing with in our country right now, not just on the train derailment in East Palestine, but on just about everything, right? Were we told the truth on COVID, any aspect of COVID? I think not. Were we told... The truth about the vaccines, what the vaccines would do, what they would not do, about masking, about social distancing, about the need to shut down businesses. None of that really stood the test of time, right? Do you feel like you've been told the truth on, I don't know, January 6th? Do you feel like you've been told the truth on the election, either 2020 or the 2022 midterms with uh, Carrie Lake's interesting defeat? In Arizona, you feel like you're up to speed, fully informed, have total clarity on these uh, four objects shot out of the sky by our U.S. military? I would say no to all of those things. And when you lose trust in authorities, whether those authorities are government authorities or whether those authorities are public health authorities or whether those authorities are your family doctor, well, that has a carryover effect. Almost, you would say, the same kind of an effect as toxic chemicals being detonated and incinerated into the air or leaking into the soil. You wonder, as do I, Where are those toxic chemicals going? What are they doing in the atmosphere? I can't see them. I'm concerned about the impact on my health, my children's health, my friend's health. 
from those chemicals being released into the air. I'm concerned about what it's going to do to the groundwater. I'm concerned about what it's going to do to the soil. And Am I eating crops that come from areas that are going to be fed by groundwater that's been impacted? Those are all reasonable concerns. You're not crazy for having those concerns. Nor would I say that you're crazy for not believing or be or being somewhat concerned about whether you can believe that what you're being told is true. Because in your recent frame of reference, pretty much everything you have been told is at least in the parlance of uh, the criminal court system, it at least has reasonable doubt attached to it. Does it not? Does it not have reasonable doubt attached to it? I think it does. So now everything they tell you from the point forward where you kind of feel like, was I lied to there? Are they being straight with me? Can I trust what they tell me? Everything from that point forward becomes something that you maybe raise an eyebrow over or say, I don't know, maybe I ought to try to figure that one out for myself or maybe I ought to see if there's an alternative opinion to that. And what happens is that In the best case scenario, where they are telling you the truth, you don't believe it because other things that have been told to you have proven not to be true. And it takes a while to rebuild that trust. I don't know if we're at a point in our partisan existence where rebuilding that trust is possible because we have become so polarized, and I'm not saying that's without justification, but we have become so polarized that I don't know if I want to believe the EPA when we now have an administration that is telling me that we shouldn't have gas stoves anymore. In fact, we shouldn't have gas cars anymore. We shouldn't even uh, drill for oil anymore. We should just pay whatever fossil fuels cost and we should smile through the pain. See, I just am skeptical of anything I'm told now by public health, by anyone who uh, draws a government paycheck, particularly a government appointee by a Democratic administration, a city employee appointed by a Democratic administration. I'm even skeptical. I shouldn't be, but I'm even skeptical of state officials who are most likely in deference to Republican elected officials in the state of Ohio, because given what's happened at the state house with the selection of the speaker of the house with a larger share of Democrats voting for him than Republicans, I'm not even sure I can trust the Republicans in the government of the state of Ohio. So I don't fault people for asking questions about what's the real situation in East Palestine, because the, really uncomfortable part of that question is where do you go to know with certainty that you're getting information that is not shaped rather than given to you straight
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.